Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Chesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capocaco. Then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening and welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Wednesday, December 12th, yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD, how you be, pal? Good, my friend. Good to be back after our uh, one-week hiatus. Excited to talk about all the big range of news that's been happening in the last... Oh, wait. There's been nothing going on. <laughs> I was going to say, what <laughs> publication are you following, sir? <laughs> I just, you know what? I, I, there's really nothing to talk. About. I just wanted to talk with you, Paulie. I'm game, man. I miss you too, pal. How was your Thanksgiving, man? <laughs> it was good. First of all, I want to let everyone know who's listening. You know, I tried to do the "How's your Thanksgiving" with Paulie before the show, but he wanted to save it <laughs> for the show. So that really means you don't care about my Thanksgiving. And you're just using it for airtime to fill up some airtime. No, quite and that con- hurts. No, see, that no, hurts actually, my feelings. No, actually, quite contraire. I don't know really how much we're going to talk about tonight, so I figured that would be some good content to fill maybe the first ten minutes of the show. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. You actually don't really care how my Thanksgiving was. You just want to use <laughs> I do me. Do care? And to I fill want up our time. list. I want our list. That shouldn't be a private conversation. Our <laughs> listeners want to know how much Kevin Delury drank at his COVID restricted. <laughs> Thanksgiving get together with his family. Should, should I or should I not mention the cops came over because we exceeded the thing? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I might have spent the night in jail because we had 11 people over. Oh, man. <laughs> no, it's all serious. How'd it go, Kevin? You have a nice time with the family? Yeah, you know, actually, to be honest, I, I, I it was pretty depressing. You know, oh. it was small. Well, maybe we should have started gathering. the show this way. Just, you know, hey, what are you gonna do? It was this is this is twenty twenty. So, you know, I was I was home by like six thirty. My wife and I are like sitting at the kitchen table and just we're eating pumpkin pie together. I'm like, I love you, hon, but this is awful. Like, you know <laughs> We're usually at a big family gathering, you know, we're drinking wine, everyone's having bubba, and we're like the two of us sitting at our kitchen table, like eh. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, well. How was yours? I hope yours is a little more exciting. No, good. Uh, had the same company, you know. Uh, you know, the wife, obviously, and the kids. And and um, my in-laws were with us. My folks are down in Florida. So um, that was it. Um, we would usually have, you know, uh, my brother-in-law and his family over. Uh-huh. Uh, my brother would usually stop by. Um, my sister and her husband uh, and their son cooper down in florida too so um we would usually have some people but yeah i mean it was just it was broke up it was all split up and you know it was i still had a nice time and you know why because i like to eat kevin 
and I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm blessed. And my wife, you know, she was a rock star, and she knocked it out of the park. She always does. And we ate, and now I've got to get on the Peloton. <laughs> so Look at the two of us. You're talking about your wife, the rock star, and I'm like, oh, I was just sitting there with my wife, and it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my wife is not going to listen to the show later. <laughs> a tale of two hosts. <laughs> My wife threw me store bought pumpkin pie, <laughs> and your wife was slaving all week. Damn. <laughs> oh man! At least we were all together. That's all it that matters. And we we hope everybody else, right. everybody else out there, the listeners, uh, you guys, hope you guys had a good time. And uh, you know, it's it's you know this whole thing that everybody's going through. Um, you know, and some people are going through it worse. And, uh, you know, again, we don't want to steer into downer uh, time. But I always want to just kind of keep things in perspective. And um, as regards to Thanksgiving, like I said, lucky everybody here, as far as my local close immediate family, everybody's healthy and has been healthy. And I just wish the best to all our listeners and families out there. And, again, thanks to all the frontline workers out there. And hopefully we get to the other side of this uh, 2020. And, man. Forget about Thanksgiving and COVID and everything. Are we going to have hockey to talk about, buddy? That's the most important thing. Here I am, not trying to not make light of it. <laughs> That's it. Right. I'm going to be honest. I am you terrible. Know, we, we didn't have the show last week, so I really wasn't following a lot of what was going on. With Obviously, there's like no range of news. And just the bit of news that's been going on with the NHL, so today, or the last two days, I've sort of been reading up. I, I'm a little worried. I think I'm you scared. Should be. We like, all should. You be. know, and I know, I know. With Twitter and social media, it's always you know the sky is falling. So, but I, I, even long term for the NHL right now, I'm I'm you know looking at how the financial health of this league, and I, I'm concerned because. If you look at the statements that Batman has been making, I, I think he made he was on a radio show today, or I saw a quote from him today, and he was discussing how, you know, the NHL now wants to increase the escrow and the deferral percentage and that kind of thing. And the reason that the league is wanting to do it is because I guess in the CBA it's a 50 50 break. The play the players can't get more than fifty percent of the revenue. And Bedman is basically saying, you know, with how little revenue is coming in, you guys probably aren't going to get those salaries anyway, because that would be over 50, you know, 50 percent based on the amount of salary that is out there now. So it's a little scary to think about where this league is financially. Well, I mean, the first thing I would say, I'm, you know, especially with everything that came out today, I think it's just an, an absolute mess. Now, next week, because I'll go on a, on a bit of a tear here, right, and and just say how bad this looks, you know, and the future. I think you bring up a great point because this is this is big because how this league moves forward and the players, and then you, I mean, just in comparison. To see what LeBron James just signed a two-year extension for in the NBA, because you want to talk money and dollars, they gave him an $85 million contract. And it's just insane. I think, what, Mahomes on Kansas City, right, he got 10 years for 
$500 million? Is that his contract, I believe? And you look at the NHL, what, what, we got Panarin for what? He got, what did he get, 80, 80 mil for seven years or something? Yeah. So when you look at the disparity between the numbers in terms of the NFL, the NBA, and then the NHL, and what I get from Bettman today is, you know, they are still, um, they're in charge here, they're in command here, and I, I, it really looks like it's going to have to come down to the players giving in again. And, and how are they going to get excited about, number one, playing in rinks with no fans? But on the business side of things, if they get screwed, I just I just don't, I don't, it's just, it looks so bad. It just, it just seems to be a, just a really bad situation. And we came out of a tournament that was successful. We all enjoyed, got a Stanley Cup winner, and we all figured if any of the leagues, as far as returning to play and continuing the next season, was going to be the easiest one, and they had it all together, it was going to be the NHL. And now there's a possibility that they may not even play next year. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at the three other leagues, you know, the NFL is continues to thrive. I mean, they had their Wednesday afternoon game today, Woo-hoo. and you know, um, and everybody was watching it and talking about it, and they're. You know, they, they've run into some issues, but they're getting through it. And, you know, between the fantasy football and the gambling and the NFL is always going to be at the top. Right. And baseball, they, they again, they went through a successful season and now they're sort of in the hot stove portion of the offseason. So there's a lot of buzz around baseball and the NBA. They just started training camp or they're going to start training camp this week with the season opening, I think, on December 22nd, something like that. Did you and, see the real quick, Kev? Did you see yeah. that uh, forty-eight NBA players tested positive out of uh, five hundred and forty-six tested during the initial testing phases? NBA, okay, yeah. Look, I mean that. Look, I mean players are going to test positive. I mean it's just going to continue to happen until you know everyone starts getting the vaccine, which it you know seems like it's it's sort of fast track now, and and people are going to be start taking it soon. Obviously, essential workers first. I assume. Uh, Professional athletes are not essential workers, um, but whatever. As far as the NHL goes, you know, while we're talking about all those great things with the other three leagues, the NHL, we're talking about potentially locking out again. Like, how, how many lockouts is this going to be since when was the last one? In 2004 or whatever it was, 2005. I mean, like four lockouts? I mean, that's a big problem as well. It, it, I don't know if it's the league just I, – I know hockey more than the others is more of like a – you know, and I hate to say it. The two of us are just huge hockey fans, and everyone who listens is just diehard hockey fans. But, I mean, it is a niche sport. I hate to say it. You know, it, it's got its diehard fans, but that's about it. You know, where, where there's so – the other three sports just has that casual fan base – that will go to games, that will watch games. And, and the NHL does, just doesn't have it, and they don't have those additional revenue streams. That, that, and we've discussed that on this show where the NBA and the other sports do such a great job marketing their marquee players, and the NHL just sits there and they just want to talk about tradition and original six. And, and we love that stuff again is 
as the high, diehard hockey fans. That is what we like. But the NHL has always had problems reaching out to the casual fan. You know, they try all the gimmicky stuff with the glow pucks and, you know, all the ridiculous things. And, and for some, and just, I think it's just one of those sports that will just always be in this sport. And the NHL just hasn't gotten creative. And look, I'm not creative enough to come up with it. Or maybe I'd be working there. But, you know, to bring about some additional revenue streams to help the league out. It's uh, it's concerning. I I am more than I thought I ever would be. Again, I was just reading all this stuff today and I'm really getting concerned about the future financial health of this league. I mean, I I don't know if uh, eventually you have to contract teams and. And things along those lines, I mean, that's ridiculously drastic. I mean, we're bringing in a new team next year, but, uh, you know, does it ultimately have to come to that? Uh, you know, I don't know. Look, everything you say is is on the money. And I wonder sometimes if the league, you know, needs it to be a certain size because they want to ultimately, the owners want to control the players. I mean, obviously, as far as the financials, like I said, we don't, we don't really know. I mean, it's, you know, with Canada involved, all the international players, you know, the salaries, the revenue, don't get anywhere into the TV revenue that the other sports get, and it just doesn't reach reach enough of the population that it needs to reach to to garner those kind of. Like I said, I. I hate to just bring this back up again, and I, I know LeBron gets paid very well, and I you know I just kind of quickly saw that oh you know in the news he got a two year extension, but I you know might say oh why are you reacting? But I, when I saw eighty five million dollars for two years, and granted all the championships, you know his time in the league, his experience, all that stuff, I get it, but still. To see $85 million for one player for two years, and then you look at our league that we love and the players that we love and the and everything that you just brought up and the financial um, disparity they have now and the future, and then you start, you know, I'm listening to you speak and I'm thinking about the, the minor league teams, the AHL, all the other smaller leagues, the ECHL, all these other leagues that help out, you know, uh, cultivating players for the league. And thinking about international programs and stuff, and you know, over in Russia and Sweden, and Europe, they're they're all playing over there. And granted, it's different as far as travel, as far as population, distance, everything else. And here we are. Uh, and again, you know, same thing as you reading some of these reports today, trying to to figure this whole thing out. And I'm trying to I'm trying to best the best way I can describe how I'm reading this today. And it all I can picture is like you know. The owners are behind the castle wall, and Bettman just came out to the players who are out in front, and he's saying, look, there's no deal. We gave you the two proposals, uh, and basically, you know, until you guys accept this, this is it. And because I know when they first came out with this and their first talk on the deferments and everything, everybody's saying, yeah, you know, that's the first pitch. You know, somebody like we were talking about with terms of contracts and Strom and um, arbitration. Yeah, you throw the higher number first and then you see, but reading this today, it doesn't seem like that's, it looks like they're going to, they're standing with this. And this is really thrown back on the players. And it makes the players, they can't win in this situation, right? So if they accept it, 
as far as the the financial part of it is, if it if it's not good for the players, that doesn't help them now. It doesn't help them in the future. And if they turn around and say we're going on strike or whatever, that's not going to help. And you know, PR stance and everything else. And you know, can the NHL, like you just described, as far as it being uh, you know a niche sport? I've always said, you know, it's not that I've said it's nothing new. It, it is. It's a regional sport, you know, as, as far as concerned as TV ratings were and, you know, big games like, um, you know, the Winter Classic and, you know, really not grabbing major, major numbers as far as national TV ratings. Same thing with the Stanley Cup. You know, you get into a situation, right, where if our sport doesn't play next year, it's almost like the rest of the world, the rest of the country, just <laughs> so what? Who cares? We're going to watch hoops. We're going to watch football. We're going to start uh, getting excited for spring training and baseball coming back. And I agree with you. Can can the NHL come back from that? Will the fans come back? Well, that and that's what concerns me the most about what I'm reading is that it, it seems like there's a bigger issue here than just like, well, let's bump up the deferral percentage a couple of points and the escrow amount. And I read something Larry Brooks was saying, we'll have the Seattle expansion team advance, you know, their first payment of, you know, whatever it is, 300 million or whatever they have to give. Um, But, you know, that's really just, you know, throwing a, you know, lipstick on a pig or whatever the, you know, those sayings are. (laughs) Because there's a bigger, like, okay, so the Seattle team says, okay, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll help the league out and we'll. We'll give you this additional revenue a little bit earlier than you guys anticipated. But what does that help them for another year or so? The problems are still the problems. You know, this if they, they're so dependent on the gate in the NHL more than the other three big leagues because the TV contract is terrible because not a lot of people are watching. So why is NBC going to give them a bigger contract? Uh, or a better TV contract. Now, you know, there's been rumors about ESPN maybe being interested in them again, but, you know, it doesn't mean they're just going to just send over a wheelbarrow full of money why would to either, the NHL offices. Katie, why would either of those networks be interested in this league right now as far as signing any kind of long-term contract? Oh, well, yeah, I agree, and that, that goes back to what I was saying again, like where the other three leagues are thriving right now despite everything that's going on, you know, the NHL is talking about locking out again. I agree. I mean, the PR behind all this is horrific. So, uh, you know, the NHL, uh, like you were mentioning, should be celebrating that they were able to get through the season. We're getting ready to start up again on January 1st. We're going to start with the Winter Classic to to uh, start the season and, and let's get going. And instead, again, we're, we're talking about are we going to have a season? What does the long-term health, the financial health of this league look like? And and I just reading all that today, I, I I've come to this like horrific realization that this league is in trouble. And like you said, if you miss this, and people are finding other things to do right now with COVID happening, and people are starting, you know, hanging out with their family more, doing more things outside, you know, going for walks and hikes and reading books and they found a new Netflix series and, you know, they're like, Oh wait, hockey. What's that? You know? And it's, it's frightening again, you know, 
I don't want to be like sky is falling because I, I definitely was reading way too much social media about it today. But where where does the league go? I think they do have to look at making difficult decisions instead of continuing to add teams. You may have to drop some teams, cut expenses in the league. Look for, you know, do, do you have, and I don't think that this would really do much, but do you have to start putting advertisements on jerseys and putting more on the ice and, and those kind of things? Uh, you know, I, again, they need to start get, they need to get creative. If they're not going to build a bigger audience and, you know, after all these years and all the things that they've tried, I think the NHL has to look at them, look at themselves in the mirror and say, look, this is what we are. We're a niche sport, a regional sport, whatever you want to call it. How do we make this work? And they they really need to have that discussion with themselves. And you're absolutely right, sir. And, <laughs> you know, and I don't, I think, unfortunately, this has been a, a, a bit of a failure with the league. You know, and, and let's just take, we have to take where we are right now, right? So whatever's happened in the past, you know, whatever effect it has right now, you know, and as far as the NHL and their players and their contracts and the CBA and the most recent one and everything else and the 50-50 split and the money and, and the guys, the contracts have gone up. And even though it's hockey and it's, it's definitely can't compare it to football and NBA contracts, the guys are getting paid. They're making, they're making, they're millionaires, you know, and then obviously there's a lower part of the, the you know, the, uh, the players that don't make that kind of money. But the base salaries are pretty good, you know, to play puck, travel, you know, North America and have your summers off at least a month or two and, if you don't make the playoffs, you know, a few months. But, you know, the advanced research for this, for the for the league, and all those things that you talk about, like, for me as a fan, do whatever you need to do to save the season, or at least, you know, save as many jobs as you can beyond the ownership, beyond the players, but everybody else that's involved with an NHL team. And that staffing, crew, scouts, equipment player, equipment managers, uh, everybody that's involved. And yes, I agree with you. Put the advertisements on the jersey. Put more ads on the rink. Do whatever you got to do. Sell ads. You know the carpets they put up on the on the stands, like the empty seats or whatever. You know, sell more of those and put them all around the rink. And have the cameras pan. Whatever it takes to you know to to make this this work. But it doesn't seem like any of those, you never hear any of those type of, you haven't heard any of that stuff. And again, we were all kind of joking here, you know, and, and let's just take me and you with this podcast, you know, doing seven in a row. And, you know, we never thought we'd be in a situation where we'd be doing a show going, hey, they're, they're not, they might not have a, a league. And if anything, if, if they didn't have a season, it was going to be due to COVID as far as, you know, uh, cases going up or not, uh, they don't have a proper way to do the bubble or travel plans. Like, it would be something, you know, maybe health-related. I don't think we were certainly thinking that we'd be sitting here thinking that the players and the owners were going to have, a, a, you know, money issues because you figured they would have had that thing handled, you know, at least during the course of the tournament. And supposedly they did. They made an agreement. And now the owners are kind of changing on that. Yeah, and I, I, the last show, I was really going at the owner, saying, look, you signed this new CBA. You know, didn't you realize that all these things were happening? But at the same time, the financial situation of the league is the financial situation of the league. 
And now the owners are saying, crap, we don't, we have no money coming in. You know, we can't afford all these salaries. We've got to keep deferring it back. And, you know, they really do need to ha- look themselves in the mirror, like I said, and, and have this conversation. And look, when, when they first added the salary cap, they added the cap to save the owners from themselves, right? And what did they do every year? They kept increasing the cap. What did they think was going to eventually happen? They, they Back in 2005 or whenever that was with the, with the lockout, they said, we're putting this cap in. Why would they increase it? The, the idea behind it was then that there was financial issues with it. We need to have this cap. You know, we need to cap where the salaries are. It's hurting our bottom line for the owners and this and that. Hey, look at the salaries now. I mean, yeah, they don't come close to the other leagues, but they're still back up to where they were. Uh, you know, so the owners, obviously, they're going to get blamed. This is a self-inflicted wound but that they continue to increase. Why would they get? And I know the NHLPA gets involved with it and, you know, they want to increase the cap. But they got to say, look, fellas, if you want to continue to play hockey and, you know, even if we're paying you the top guys five million a year, that's a lot of money. You know, we won't be able to afford anything if we're paying you 10, 15 million a year. So let's do five. And we're going to leave it at that. Again, you got to at some point, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, this is what we are. How do we make this work from the owner down to the player, down to the trainer? And, you know, is the league willing to do that? I, I don't know if that they are. Well, and I think you're right that. COVID and, and everything that's happened between that is sort of like, you know, pulled back the curtain. You know, we all saw, you know, the wizard and oh, the NHL, but we COVID pulled back the thing. And, you know, this little old guy came out from behind there and said, hey, look, this is what we are, you know, and, and they got to make some tough decisions. Okay. So that's, that's the angle say of the owner side there. I'm just going to throw this out just to, have a little discussion. The players let's let's just let's just say hopefully they're not dumb here. And Donald Fear now is, is part of the, you know, he's the rep for these guys for the NHLPA. And um you know, he was obviously a big part of uh, the the current deal and everything they've got, so on and so forth. So if the players, let's say the players they pull together or they've they they have their own resources. And so let's just say the players are in a position where they turn around and say, hey, look, you know, we're not going to play. We can't defer any more money, you know, because then what happens, like I said, if they don't if they don't play and whether it becomes a strike or a lockout. And the thing is, is that it's a totally unique situation because of of covid. Because, you know, you take covid out of the situation here, right? They have a they've had a de- they have a deal on the table, and the CBA was extended, and everything's fine. So now, like I said, the owners are claiming losing money, which they obviously are because they can't sell any tickets. They're laying off, you know, the owners are laying off their own staffs, you know, and they they no matter what level it is financially, they've got to survive equally on their level of financial stability, and then you have the players on theirs. And the players have families, and then there's, you know, I don't, I'm not sure, but, you know, as far as health benefits and everything else. So 
this becomes like, you know, this might become an immovable object here over the next month or so. And they are pressed against time, KD, uh, because if they don't get this thing going in January, they're not going to get their 48-game se- you know, season in and salvage any type of uh, TV ad, ad revenue and everything else. But I wonder, I'd love to know what position the players might be in. If they're in any possible way, or I'll ask you, do you see the players being in any position of strength for them to turn around and say, look, we're not playing next year under this deal. We're just not doing it. We're not coming to work. And whatever you guys turn around and say, you know, I don't know how the law works with it as far as this deal. And again, it's unique because it's COVID and everything else. But I wonder if the players, it's not about having backbone. It's about financial reserve. You know, could the players survive this if they told the owners, the, uh, excuse me, if they told the owners, go scratch, we're not playing. I, I don't know if they if the players would be able to survive the the PR the negative PR that would be out there from the well, fans. Forget base. about the PR for a second, Katie. Just forget about the PR. You know, this this is a business, you know. We've all been in businesses, work for businesses, you know, we buy goods from businesses, just as a business side of it, union, owners here, whatever. Do you think the players could possibly survive this on a financial platform? Not to say, you know, don't worry about the PR, just on a financial thing. Do you think there's any possibility that they might have something that they might have been preparing for something like this? Because, you know, you can yell at the uh, the owners and everything else about this, but, you know, you go back to March when the season shut down and they go into this tournament and everything else. You know, when we always talk about the league, and it is the league's responsibility to come up with a plan, return to play, what are they going to do for the future, the owners, the travel, the business, everything. But do the players have a responsibility, too, here, not only to, number one, keep in shape and everything else, but these guys that have contracts, make a lot of money and everything else, are they also responsible to maybe, you know, have a little bit of reserve for themselves to battle the owner's during this situation, too. I guess that's what I'm trying to ask you. Do you think that's there, or do you feel now it's just basically, hey, look, the players are going to have to bend here, or that's how it's going to go, and they're not going to survive this? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if... if I, I don't know if there's no revenue coming in, or obviously a lot less. I shouldn't say no revenue, but, you know, I I don't know how, you know, the players can't, Bend either, uh, you know. I, but Kevin, it, I'm, I'm, all right. I, let, let me say this because uh, I want to do this uh, under the assumption that it's only for this, the next say six seven months. Let's mm-hmm. say the vaccines come in, the numbers come back, we start seeing a little bit of normalcy going back to spring summer next year. I'm only talking about this time period. Could the players just say, "Hey, look, we're, we're not going to play," and you obviously you guys are going to need us? No, next, I think next the, fall. if the owners if the owners aren't making money now, they'll say, "See you later, bye." We won't pay you either. <laughs> you know, if they're, if they're, if it's bet, you know, we were talking last week that the owners could be, might be better off if they didn't play the season financially. If the players are then saying, yeah, we're not going to play, they could just be like, fine. See ya. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I know. You but, know, the, you know- the, 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 you know, the owners can call their bluff. You know, and say, 
Oh, you're going to strike? Enjoy. <laughs> you know? We don't care. We were going to lose a ton of money if you played, so let's not play. Even better. <laughs> you know? So, I, I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, so, you're I, leaning, I talk- so you're leaning no matter what happens here. The obvious thing is that the, the, the players are going to have to give in for this. There's no, it never, it does not going to, it's not going to work another way. Yeah, I, if, you know, if what Bettman is saying and, you know, what I read is, is true about, you know, the, the sheer uh, devastation, you know, financially that, that they've seen and, and that they literally have to increase the deferments and the escrows just to, continue on i mean i don't know how and that sucks they don't don't get me wrong it sucks because again they just signed this new cba and that looks real bad on the owners like i said i was killing the owners last week about it but if you're real if you're looking at the financial situation right now and like you said if it's only for what's going on right now let's defer it now and uh once we get things back to normal you know, our revenue goes back up and, and, you know, we could pull back some of those those increases. You know, may, maybe you could do it. But I, I do think that there's a bigger picture here, you know, with the league and its financial health. Because, you know, I, I don't think it was doing well, comparatively speaking, to the other leagues and was probably headed towards you know, financial issues anyway. You know, I... I think that this is an opportunity for the league again to use this as a positive. And how, how can we change? I think COVID has given cover for a lot of businesses and um, just people in general to change the way that they do things. And I think the NHL could, could use this here and say, look, we've been, the COVID has really been an eye opener for us financially and we have to start doing some things differently here. And whether that's radical or not, whether that's, you know, again, ads on the on the jerseys, if it's moving teams, contracting teams, whatever it is, it's not working financially. Um, you know, I, I think that they could use COVID as a cover for it, as, as like I said, many businesses and other entities have. Uh, over the last eight months or so. So I hope that they do. I hope Bettman and his cronies and, and the players and the union take the time to do that and, and really look at the league and say, how do we make this better? How do we can, how do we put ourselves in a, a financial situation that, that makes us stronger moving forward so we don't have to deal with another lockout in five years and then another one in another seven years, the way it's been going um, the last 15 years or so, because obviously there's financial issues or they wouldn't have to threaten lockouts or actually lockout every five years. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, you take COVID out of this and they're, they're probably not going there. No, no way. No, That's I mean, like I'm saying, I'm saying like could, we, they could we probably use would it have now as a positive. What's that? They could use it as a positive. I mean, you know, I they signed the CBA four months ago, and it seemed like easy, like it happened fairly easy compared to what we've been seeing.
the last 15 years. But, you know, if there was no COVID, I bet you that would have been an issue. No, they've been, like I said, they've been, the, the league, the player, everybody's been making money. The league was actually doing pretty damn well. Like I said, new expansion team coming in here. But it's a, like a, it's a, it's a smaller, it's a smaller business model compared to the other major sports. So, you know, and, and this is how this is breaking down and, and tightening, you know, the possibility of, of what's going to happen here, uh, you know. In the next, it's got to happen here in the next couple of weeks. You know, I it's, it's obviously going to come down to them just agreeing on something. Obviously, that's just plain a stupid statement from me. But trying to picture these guys, what they can negotiate for. But in the back of the mind, back of our minds, maybe as fans, we're looking at it and going, "Well, look, it, it might only be you know for six, seven months, man. The vaccines coming." Um, you know, some of the scientific doctors are talking about they think we can get back into, you know, having crowds again in the spring and the summer, you know, and, and, and maybe t- by 2022, you know, everything's going to be okay. And so if it's it's another year, you know, maybe they can just kind of figure a way, hey, look, let's just freeze everything. You know, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's it's just, you know, we're look, we're just average guys who just want them to play hockey so we can talk about it and, and cheer yeah. for them. And, I, and I think that, yeah, know. I just think that there's bigger issues and, but I agree. I mean, they're probably just gonna, you know, stick a bandaid on a, on a flesh wound, you know, instead of actually, you know, dealing with it properly. Um, and, and, and maybe being able to look at the long-term health of the league. Uh, so again, they, they aren't having these issues that, you know, where they're looking to lock out. But I do agree um, with you as well, though, as far as management, as far as the league as a business. Now, I don't know because every owner, you know, were, I, you know, I, I was under the insum- assumption that the, the NHL, their last couple of CBAs, everything that was being, you know, rolled out here was that everybody was on the same page, you know, as far as the money, the finances, the reason the cap's going up and the reason the escrow and is because the league was doing better. The league was making money. It was turning a profit every year. So they were growing together. The players were growing. The salaries were going. Uh, you know, revenue's growing for the, the teams. I mean, you, we all know what it costs to buy a beer, uh, you know, food at a game, just tickets alone. I mean, it's astronomical. I mean, see, that's the crazy thing, too, man. You know, being a fan, being a hockey fan, it's not cheap, which is crazy when you think about, you know, the other sports. Now, I I don't know. I haven't been to a basketball game in probably two decades. I I can't even remember. You know what I'm saying? I can't remember what it it costs right now to to see a get a low-level ticket in the bowl at the Garden to see the Knicks. I have no idea what that costs. I got a pretty good idea what it costs to get a Rangers ticket. I know what it costs to go see a U2 concert or a Billy Joel concert. It's also pretty damn expensive as well, too. But I know for if, if you're a family guy and you got a couple of kids and you want to take your kids to see the Rangers, not only the travel in and and just food and tickets and everything, it's just it's astronomical, you know? So that's it's kind of crazy, too, when you look at, you know, the fans are paying so much money to see the live game. And we all have to pay, pay a hell of a lot of money, too, to watch them on TV because usually the sports packages are tied in with something else. So that's kind of crazy, too, when you sit back, and maybe, we, you know, we can allude here to the PR on both sides of this, too. 
It's like now, now we're not coming to the game, and we've been fans have been, you know, paying a lot of money to to watch hockey, whether at the rinks or on TV, and now these multi millionaires now, you know, I guess that's what it comes back around to me. It's like these mega millionaires. It's it's money. They're complaining about money. Now, whatever money the the owners get or the players get, you know, TV deals, advertisers, sponsors or not, you know, the fans are spending a lot of money. And I don't know, you know, because the last couple of you know CBAs, uh, they're kind of disgusting. You know, the lockout strike. It was I was, man. That does on if you want to get into PR now too, and the more I'm thinking about it now, now I'm starting to get a little angry. <laughs> you know, because when it comes down to it, man, it is it's expensive, man. You know, and and look, we can talk about us, and, and might as well. We're a New York Rangers uh, podcast. We all live in New York here in Long Island, and it's it's damn expensive to live here, with and especially in the city, you know, and lower downstate and everything else. It's expensive, man. It's just expensive to live here. And Ranger fans, man, they they they're there. They they come out. They buy. They they pay. Uh, you know, and they support the Long Island Railroad, <laughs> and the path, and uh, and everything else. So at the end of the day, you know, we as fans here, we're going to get frustrated. And I think you're right. Yeah, a lot of fans are just going to get turned off. It's been tough too. And you're right too. There's other forms of entertainment. You know, people watching the games. I mean. Jeez, people going crazy for the Mike Tyson fight this past weekend. I mean, it's like there's nothing to fill the fill the air with. And when hockey fans and we're we're part of that, man, we've been we brought the show back here for the last six seven weeks prior to Thanksgiving. It's because we're on this thing, man. They're going to play, man. Things are happening. We're we're looking forward to it. We're looking at December for training camps and a January start. And bam, it's like whoa. Now you what you guys aren't going to play now, or there's money issues, really? And you know you brought it up too that you're introducing a you know another franchise to the league. You do the retro jerseys and everything else, and so on and so forth. And you know, yeah, I guess now as fans, you know, you start getting pissed off, and it sucks. Well, yeah, no and, and by it. the way, and by the way, those re- those retro jerseys are two hundred and eighty dollars each. Get me two eighty dollars. Get me two. <laughs> no nah, man, I I agree, man. I, again, you look at the like you said the business model of the league, and and it is. I mean, and it's all getting expensive. You talk about the NBA tickets. I mean, lower ball at Madison Square Garden. I mean, you're spending ridiculous amounts of money. We're much more than the Ranger games, but you know, but the the TV deals that the NBA has and they're handing out those contracts and you know, they, they got money handled. Million dollars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, man, it, again, if the NHL and this is a pipe, I mean, everything I'm saying is a complete pipe dream. It's none of it's going to happen um, because th- there's no way they're actually going to look at themselves and, and actually make some tough decisions, you know, but if they can, Bring in more advertising. Cut some teams out of some some of these markets that aren't working. I mean, how long are we going to leave the team in, in Arizona? I mean, can we get rid of that team already? Um, you know. Apologize to all our Coyotes fans out there. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I know. The, the, all three of them. Um, 
<laughs> you know, and look, that's tough. I mean, obviously, there are there diehard, you know, Coyote all right, fans. All right, that's all right. not easy. You want to have some fun? Katie, you want to have some fun? You ready? We'll get, are, you, are, you keeping, are you keeping the Sabres? Yes, because that's a that's a great <gasps> hockey market. The, the team just sucks. Like they never get, win. Get, Why would you keep them? Get rid of force the GMs right. out. No, I'm just kidding. Right, no, so, I, okay, I, so we'll talk. Okay, so we're talking about um, forget about success. We're talking about filling the buildings, right? Yeah, I mean, look, if that's what this league is going to be about, Panthers. Are you keeping the Panthers? I could get rid of them. Okay. Uh, the the New York Islanders. The New Jersey Devils. You keeping those two teams? Yeah, but that's for biased reasons on my end because oh, okay. they're they're rivals. Oh, okay. All right. okay. I mean, if you look at the Devils and you look at what their building looks like, yeah, we're moving to uh, you know, where are they? Newark. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know where they are. I would say Trenton. Oh my god. I mean, you know. Your your hate like, for the Devils like runs the... deep. You don't even know where they play. <laughs> uh, I know. I just I don't even care. The Rock. Are we, are we so, keeping the Ducks? Yes. All right. We're keeping the Bruins. You want to keep the Sabers? What about the Flames? Yes. I, I mean, what? We only got six, seven Canadian teams left. Do we? Might as well keep them. I, I think we're keeping all the Canadians. Okay. I all mean, right. look, the league got rid of the Winnipeg Jets at one point. I mean, thankfully we brought them back. Like, I, I don't necessarily need to get rid of the Coyotes. I mean... What about the Blue Jackets? Torts, fire them, get them out. Uh, Come on, let's have fun. Let's do this. Dallas Stars, stay you go. I li- You know what? I like Columbus, <laughs> and I like Dallas. I think that they have been fine. Red Wings. Yeah, storied, no, get rid of them. They're terrible. franchise. No, <laughs> get rid of that team. No, uh, of course this thing. McDavid. One of the highest paid, if not the no, highest paid guy in the league. Edmonton, gone. Teams. Yes or no? Yeah. Oh, we're going to keep them. All right, all right, that's right. We're yeah. skipping the Canadian teams. Kings, yeah. stay or go? Yeah, they're fine. All right. The Wild. San Jose Minnesota. Yeah, they're, they're good. All right. You got to keep, gonna, Na- you gotta keep Nashville. Oh, you know, yeah, they've been good. You know who you can get rid of? Carolina. Get rid of I, that. Well, I was getting there. Yeah. Flyers? They should, I mean, no. Nah, I mean, they're fine. Packers. I mean, I, I'd like... You know, I'd like to get rid of their fans, but San Jose uh, never won a damn thing. Yeah, but that's a good fan base out there. Uh, they support the team. St. Louis. Yeah, no, they're good. Tampa Bay. I think on you need fence. one Florida. I think you need one Florida team. <laughs> Maple Loafs. Oh yeah, Canadian yeah, team. Yeah. Sorry, skipping Vancouver. Sorry. Um, so that's uh, it's a toss up now between Vegas and the Capitals. One of them's got to go. Uh, one of them's got to go. <laughs> one of them's got to go. <laughs> I I really ha- I I've enjoyed Vegas. I think their fans have been tremendous. All right, so you um, have to call Hank and tell him he's not playing yeah. next year. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not getting rid of the Capitals. <laughs> I mean, again, like there really shouldn't have been a team in Las Vegas to begin with. Why or, not? Or 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 it's move a team. You know, move. The Coyotes to to Vegas, like they did with the Raiders, you know. Say, look, it's not working here. And, you know, you never want to just continuously move teams around. But you know, I I just think that there's too many teams at this point. the The product gets watered down. 
And and that's what you do with you have additional expenses. Well, you know, you have a lot of argument. The... I mean, the parity in the league has been pretty good. You've had a different Stanley Cup championship now for what? How many last years? Six, seven years now? Yeah, I I, I like. You have to make you know, tea. We're talking business like, here, KD. Like, We're cutting to the chase. <laughs> Somebody's got to go. Caps or Vegas? Who's going? We got to cut losses here. <laughs> oh, Vegas. Okay. Well, this is like I said. I mean, this is this is not easy stuff, right? Oh, no, even, I didn't say it was easy. I, I'm not sitting here saying like I could figure this out in an hour. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I I barely knew how to run my blog back in the day. I couldn't even build, I couldn't even get a profit going with that goddamn blog. That's why I don't run it anymore. Well, you did get popularity, KD. That's you right. That's great. That didn't help pay the bills. It didn't help pay the bills. I hear that. <laughs> that's right. What? When, when, when is that? When is White Claw calling back for our advertising? Tell us. See, we're not getting creative either here. You know, maybe we need to look ourselves in the mirror, and look no, at our business. No, we we model. we are we are on a look. First of all, me and you do this out of love. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> this ain't about money. We, we love to talk to each other about the New York Rangers, and we are incredibly happy. We do. Of, we haven't even the mentioned the word Rangers once tonight. We hang out with us every week, okay? So it's awesome, and it's great. Now, like I said, me and you, we're on the rebuild plan, and just like everybody else, like I said, this pandemic has just thrown a wrench in it. Dude. Now, we are talking about the NHL. Uh, a billion dollar industry league and the players who are all, all, majority of them. I don't know. See, I see. I have to be careful there. I don't know if I can say the majority of them are multimillionaires, you know, as far as the thing, you know, as far as contracts and everything else. But, um, you know, but it is, it, it's money and it, it just, everything's about money. I mean, like I said, I'm in the, uh, well, I'm entertainment business. A massive. I, I can't even, I start to cry when I think of the money that I've lost, you know, not being able to uh, perform and work, you know? And it's just we don't know when our industry's coming back, you know? I mean, that's the other thing, too, I was trying to get to before in terms of advanced research for the league. You know, if they can, and we, we talked about, we figured that the league is going to find out logistically how they can run a 48-game or 62-game season with the divisions and all that other stuff, COVID testing. They 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 ran the test grounds there in terms of making this work as far as the tournament. Obviously, they can't bubble like they did there, but they were going to figure this out. So logistically, as far as operating a season, we're pretty confident they could do this. But now this gets back into the money. And I guess when somewhere in the meetings, in the halls, and some employees started going downstairs into the basement of the NHL owners and saying, dude, the safe is very low, and we're not making any money. You better call the players up and tell them, hey, look, we got to change things because we got no reserve. And that's like I was just talking about maybe the players, you know, what, what kind of reserve they have, you know. And they can't they pro- they can't make any advertising dollars, right, or as far as sponsors because they're not playing, you know, as far as, you know, skates and sticks and gloves and all that other stuff, uh, endorsements and everything else. Man, it's, it's, a, it's a goddamn shit show. <laughs> 
Yeah, like why? Like why aren't any other? How come the other three leagues aren't talking about this stuff? They're not, right? They just have more. They've got more. They've got more reserve. They've got more money. Yeah, that's all it is, man. It's money. They got more in the tank. All right, let's talk about Christmas shopping. (laughs) (laughs) I have no money. I can't. I know. I can't get your Liberty jersey, buddy. It's out of my budget. Oh man. All right, well, $280 practice jersey. <laughs> Is that without the name or with the name on the back? <laughs> you know, I, you know what? I don't even know. I, I have no idea. It's probably with a name. It's got to be with a name. Well, you, you know who just got one that the Rangers just promoted on their on their Twitter site? Oh, the guy from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he got one. Great. He's working. He's got a deal. He's got a job. <laughs> they didn't even have his name on the back. That's see that's that, that, bad. That, that's that, bad. That just shows you where these teams are. They sent them a blank jersey. You know the, the Leafs, the Rangers. I mean, we go down. They're billion dollar franchises. Billion dollar franchises. Yeah, I think the Rangers. They just gave. They just put out the list of like richest franchises, right? Yeah. And the Rangers were number one again. They should be giving those jerseys away. Yeah, was that can't. <laughs> Keenan Thompson. Yes, Keenan. Keenan Thompson. Yeah, I mean, they could put Thompson on the back. That's that's bad. I mean, well, you know, then again, whatever, if, you put you put like twenty whatever number on the back, Thompson, like nothing. It did come in a nice box though. So great. The I'm sure he would have rather had his name on the back, or like have Kreider on the back. Or something. What I'm trying to say is, they were able to keep the people on the staff on that made the nice boxes, but the people who put the lettering <laughs> on the jerseys, they got fired. They had to let them go. Oh man! All right, buddy. We'll uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed, and, and hopefully before next Wednesday, we'll have some more news as far as uh, whether or not we have a season. But look, if we were going to have a season, um, I know you would uh, tweet it out to the fans there, and some of the stuff that you want to talk about as far as uh, predicting. And I guess we'll have to try and suck this up and pretend, man. <laughs> I don't even feel like doing it anymore. What's oh! it? <laughs> I mean, there's literally going to be no NHL anymore. It's just going to, like, disband. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, do you want to talk about new, new division? Do you want to talk about anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> what time is it? We've been at this for, what, an hour? Yeah. yeah. I'm good. Time to say goodnight. I can shut the show down now. That's fine. No, we <sighs> could... Uh, well, let's 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 do one of two things. Let's let's, let's forget about new. Let's, let's talk about what what they could potentially do. With so the you divisions. you want to do divisions after I just went through a list of teams you want to get rid of? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? Look, that that's just me. You know, the league the league's going to keep them all, and we're added one. So you know that that seems something that seems smart. Um, but yeah, let's go. All right, so we're not we're not we're not going to get into the overachievers and the underachievers and the breakout players because we're just too angry right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're going to need something for next week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Because God, God knows, there's not going to be any news between now and next week other than gloom and doom. We'll probably be talking about that the the health of the league again next week, but. Maybe we'll get into into that. Next week's um, show will be simple tweets, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> and I hate, you know, it, it just shows you we're, we're, you know, grasping for straws here as far as, you know, content and what we're going to talk about. I hate prediction stuff. It's one thing I, like, never did on the blog was just, like, trying to predict things. But what else are we talking about? We've, we've, we've touched on everything. <laughs> yeah, no, we have. And, and, and again... This gets back to what we talked about earlier and us taking the break, obviously, for the holiday last week and then doing all the shows running up to that is that we're, we're all feeling good here. We oh, yeah. I, we all felt that by this time, the NHL would have an announcement about training camps, you know, and it's not here. And, you know, we have to wait another week now, maybe two weeks. So, you know, it's not our fault, KD. We, we, we had it. We had it mapped out. Seven, seven shows in a row. Little Thanksgiving break. We come back and we and we got training camp to talk about, and it's not here. All right, so let's have a little fun here and let's talk about some of these, uh, you know, proposed uh, divisions. Um, I got something up here too, and, and, and we'll, we're getting uh, screwed. Is what's yes. happening with these divisions? Uh, yes, and then when you, you watch, folks, <laughs> if you see your cable bill, your FiOS bill go up. <laughs> Tickets go everything. Oh, forget about it. Anyway, all right. So we'll start with the Canadian division. The proposed sure. one. All yeah. right. So it, obviously, it's the Canadian team. It's the Canadian team. <laughs> Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, Winnipeg. Who wins it, KD? Who comes out on top? Give me the top two teams. Uh, Vancouver. And Toronto, only because I want, and then Toronto's going to lose in the first round. <laughs> okay, all right. See, I, I got to throw, I got to throw Edmonton in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like Vancouver because I like uh, Travis Green, even though he's a former Islander. I just like him as a guy. I think he's a good coach. So I'll take Edmonton and Vancouver. Yeah, we both like Vancouver. They're going to be in last place. Yeah, all right. There goes us. <laughs> All right, let's go out west, ladies and gentlemen, to the proposed Pacific Division, which would be your Anaheim Ducks, Arizona Coyotes, which KD wants to get rid of. <laughs> get rid of them. <laughs> Colorado Avalanche. Send them to Quebec. Dallas, L.A., Mini, San Jose, and Vegas, baby. Who we want to get rid of also. All right, dude. <laughs> so what do you think? Who's coming out um... I think Vegas and Arizona are going to be the top two teams. Oh, no. <laughs> you Look, know what? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, one of the, you know, when you when you start doing the realignment, you always get, like, one or two teams who should not be in the division. Man, Minnesota, completely screwed by being in this division, especially when there's going to be, like, a Midwest division. I think it'd be flying all, out west for like all their games. Dallas too. I mean, Dallas is, you know, a little bit closer, but they, I if I'm Minnesota, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. Well, I think Rado and Dallas have to come out of that division again. I don't know. We're just taking the top two because we just don't have much time. There's no reason to to lallygag about this. Um, so Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, L.A., Mini, San Jose, Vegas. I got Colorado and Dallas. Who you got? Yeah, I I, I like Vegas and Colorado. All right. 
the Central Division proposed Central Division. Uh, Carolina. I mean, do you like do you like these setups? I get. We'll go through them and then we'll discuss. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Chicago, Columbus, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, St. Louis, Tampa Bay. Dude, they're these are all being set up because of geographically. That's it. That's the oh, only yeah, reason they're doing this. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, um, what, what did you say for this division? Because I've seen two different looks for this division and then the Eastern Division. Yeah, I'm I'm getting this from. Um, I didn't hear what teams you said. All right, this is uh, one of the Sports Nations sites. That primarily, uh, I'm, I'm just grabbed it off the the Kings. I don't care. Website. I don't care. All right. Anyway, so uh, Carolina, <laughs> Chicago, Columbus, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, St. Louis. Okay, Tampa so they, they have Carolina in it. See, I've seen one where they actually had the Penguins in this division. Okay. And remember when that one year when they changed the divisions and they pulled the Penguins out and they put it similar to that when they took the Penguins out of the, you know, Patrick division or whatever the hell it used to be back in the day. Um, and I, and I've seen some places say, or sites saying the Penguins would be in this sort of Midwest division as obviously they're, they're in the Western part of Pennsylvania yeah. And obviously putting Carolina makes more sense in the East. But in another sense, you want to keep the rivalries of, you know, the Rangers, Penguins, Capitals, Flyers, Islanders going. Yep. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what they end up doing. And, and it seems though the two teams that are being flipped or discussing and, and we'll see what ultimately happens you know, if there is a season um, with Penguins and Carolina. I mean, to me, I, you know, Carolina to me is on the upswing and Pittsburgh is on the downswing. So I'd almost rather Pittsburgh stay in our division. (laughs) (laughs) After what Carolina did to us in the playoffs. Jesus, get rid of them. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's all right. Um... But uh, yeah, all right, we'll keep with Carolina in it. I would, uh, let me look at this division. Wow. I'd go Tampa, Carolina. Yeah. It's Northeast, the Pacific Central. Much different. Um... Yeah, my top two would be Tampa and Carolina. Yeah, I got another. It's pretty much the same. Uh, Tampa, Carolina. So, uh, now let's see. These guys have the caps in there. Yeah, I mean, you know, going by the numbers, that's probably who you kind of, kind of. Maybe Nashville, with. Nashville, Nashville's. Tired. I mean, because I don't know. I mean, Detroit is terrible. Chicago is staying there, rebuilding. Columbus. I mean, you never want to count torts out. Florida, St. Louis too. It's interesting seeing St. Louis in that. That's a that's a, a a jumble division there between Western teams and Eastern teams. Yeah, well, it, and it gets tricky too with time zones too with Detroit and Columbus. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that 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 is a jumble division. That's an interesting one to have. You know, the Blues, the Blackhawks, the Preds in the same division as Florida, Columbus, Carolina. Interesting. It is. All right, so 
I guess it's all that's left is where the strangers are going to play. Oh, this is like a brutal division. I mean, you're looking at you, yeah, in the Bruins. So right off the bat, we could take them. Yeah, we could take them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, luckily you get Buffalo in there, <laughs> the team you want to get rid of. Um, Devils. Those would be. <laughs> I tell you, what, if you look at this division with. Man, the Rangers gonna have a tough time. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, buddy, we we we've said that, you know, this season doesn't mean anything, right? Just another matter. rebuilding, another rebuild. You know, I I would have thought, and again, because this is all changing, and now the divisions are different, and 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 everything, we don't even know how they're gonna do the playoffs as far as you know how many teams. Everybody make it gets how it. They, that's everybody. Right. They all, everybody needs tournament. the money. Everybody gets it. Just do a big tournament, like the NCAA tournament. That'd be cool. Everybody's in. Um, you know, I was thinking that this year the Rangers would need to take the next step and make the playoffs or Quinn would be on the hot seat. But between the moves that they made, which is definitely seems as though they're looking for another rebuilding season, as we, we've discussed a number of times on the show, and then you look at this division – I'd be shocked if they made the playoffs this year. I, right? Yeah. I, I look. mean, look at that division. That's a gauntlet. Especially with the Capitals with Lundqvist. I mean, that's a guaranteed cup for them. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop it. Light them up. <laughs> I mean, you got to get through A.V. and Kevin Hayes. Well, they... They what? They lost the Islanders last year, didn't they? Or in in the summer? I mean, I don't know, man. I, I there's nothing for me to say that the Rangers can't get out of there if they stay healthy. Things connect. Happy days. If they don't, like I said, we're Ranger fans. No big deal. As far as Quinn's concerned, I think with everything with COVID and and the way things have changed, he gets a pass next year, man. Whether they make the playoffs or not, I, I don't. I don't think. Um, you know, as far yeah, as I don't. I don't. I, yeah, I don't think his job security really will have anything to do with like wins and losses. No, I'm not so really just sure. more about the progression of the team and the rebuild. And are these younger guys, you know, does Capo Caco have a better season? Does you know Brett Howden have a better season? Can Fox continue to play well? Lindgren and and uh, how does Lafreniere progress this year and 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 fit in in the NHL and um, so yeah, I, I agree. I, I think not that it's a throwaway for him and anything can happen. I mean, if it, if it's a complete train wreck and, and there's a lot of regression on, on some, from some of the younger guys that that's a problem, but you know, as far as where they ultimately end up in the standings, yeah, I, I don't think that'll, that really will have any bearing on, on what the organization does with Quinn. Look, the Rangers to me, you know, out of all this, and even if they don't play next year, I, I just really think, you know, and hopefully that doesn't happen. But, you know, we're just, I mean, we got everybody signed. We got laugh. We got the goaltending situation squared away. We got Jacques Martin behind the bench. I mean, just, it, that, just that alone. Be, and, and this is so <laughs> typical for, like, Ranger fans. I mean, we're, like, we've been so excited. It's, we, we say it all the time. It's why we came back to do the podcast. 
because we were so excited about what's going on. And wouldn't it be typical for like missing a seat, you know, locking out, or you know, the NHL has all these financial issues, and oh man, like I don't know, Kevin. Let me ask you this: What else do you like to talk about besides? <laughs> I know we're we're gonna have to rebrand the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to White Claws with the Lori. <laughs> well, you know what, Seriously. buddy? I tell you what. Let's say it on air tonight for the fans and see if we're getting kicked back. If they cancel this season next year, me and you will do a drinking show. Okay? <laughs> okay. That All sounds right? good. That's what we'll do. We'll talk about beers, craft beers, seltzers, uh, breweries. Oh, I, I thought you meant we just. I thought you just meant we drink and tape ourselves <laughs> well, and just see how. <laughs> How drunk we can get. <laughs> we have to turn it into a video podcast then as well. Right. Well, yeah, we would have the video. We'd have to live stream it or something, like on YouTube or something. Because other than that, it's going to be me going, KD, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> are you there, buddy? All right, pal. I mean, do we do we want to expand on this anymore? No, I just, uh, you know, just looking at that division that the Rangers are in, really, it has lowered my expectations even more for this season. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a, it's a tough, that's a tough division to get out of. And uh, when you're adding in also, and again, I have no idea how they're going to set up, how they would set up the playoffs if it's that division and the Midwest division or, you know, ultimately has a conference championship to go to the cup. And the other two do the same? Or if they're just going to, like, the old school and just, like, have everybody sort of in one big tournament and one through 16 and one plays 16, that kind of thing. But you also wonder, you know, where we'll be COVID-wise and is is Canada's border open? And what are you going to do, have like a Canadian Stanley Cup and no. an American Stanley Cup? <laughs> we're going to have a drinking <laughs> podcast. That's what we're going to have. <laughs> oh, I guess they would do the, They would have to do the bubble then. But All right, everybody out there who listens on the downloads, <laughs> downloads stuff, we need names for the drinking show, okay? <laughs> Put them on Twitter. Let's get some names for me and Katie's new show as a backup in case the NHL does not return to play. See, that's it. I'm looking at these divisions. It's like an exercise of futility. I'm just, like, so angry that there might not be a season. That's I'm just like, I don't even want to go over. I had this whole thing set up about who's going to overachieve. By the way, I think half the team is going to underachieve next year. I, I just think I'll give a little preview for next week. Okay, go. I think so many players had such good seasons last year that a lot of them are going to regress. And if you look a lot of a lot of the players. Katie, had, you, you, you suck. <laughs> this, this is going to go down as an all-time miserable show that we've done. I mean, it's just it's been... the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year. Come on, Katie. Oh, I got a list of uh, underachievers coming. <laughs> oh, I see you getting everybody excited for next week's show. <laughs> By the way, I'll give you a little hint. My my breakout player is, is is a player that everybody seems to hate, and I always have to defend around here. 
I'm just kidding. I'm not. I, I, Brett Howard didn't. Even I wouldn't call him a. <laughs> even I don't think he has a chance to be a breakout player. What kind of, what kind of thinking is that? <laughs> He's be a breakout player. <laughs> oh man. I hope he. I hope he makes the team because my whenever he scores a goal, I hope he makes the team. I, <laughs> is that where he's at? Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe you're right. I hope Man. he makes the team. But okay. this is like what is this like the there fourth grade no lacros- like travel across team? I hope he makes the team. I hope, I hope he, he doesn't get cut. <laughs> little Brett, little Bretty Howden. <laughs> he's I on the bubble. I hope he makes. The big squad, because whenever he gets on a score sheet, my favorite tweet is, how about that? <laughs> it's the only reason I wanted to make the team. Uh, Katie, you tell me when to hit the outro music, buddy. <laughs> tell me when to punch it. <laughs> uh, we'll end it with this. Jack Johnson. What? Good night, folks. He's overachieving. (laughs) Jack Johnson. Everyone take a drink. And it's been a good night. Oh, buddy. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I got to make a deal. I I saved the material for next week. We got off on our little health to the NHL tangent. And, uh, you know, now now we have content for next week. So we'll, we'll be back next week. And to be honest, you know, this stuff, what's interesting, and, and because I started my blog early on, like when blogs were really first getting popular, you know, the one of the big things that really got blogs going back in the day was the lockout back in 04, 05. And uh, because there was no season and that's really <laughs> – where people went to for news and it was a lot of like Wachinski and a lot of them were, were, were talking about the lockout and the season and we're going over the, you know, the, sort of the minutia and the agony of it and missing the season. And that really what brought a lot of people into the blogging game. So I think that, uh, that's what's going to happen here with us, Paulie. We're, we're going to sit here and lament, you know, what's going to, what's going on now with the, with the upcoming season and COVID and, Forget it. People are really going to want to tune into this negativity that we've that we've got going on over here. Oh man, <laughs> unbelievable! I don't I don't want to do that, KD. I want I want, <laughs> I want a season. I want training camp. I need guys on the ice in practice jerseys. Oh man! All right, we'll we'll find a way. We'll get through it. Nah, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. It'll hey, be fine. We're It'll lucky. We're healthy, so we're good. Everybody will be good. Hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for your support, as always. We appreciate it. Hope everybody had a great, safe uh, Thanksgiving, and we will be back next week. And uh, until then, good night from me. And uh, Katie, as always, say toodaloops to the folks. Good night, folks. Let's go, Rangers! If there's a season. Oh, oh, oh.